Local legends can tell us a lot about a culture. They tell us what people dreamt of. They tell us what people feared. They're often entirely unbelievable. But sometimes, even the craziest legends have some truth in them. Especially when they involve a crime. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the crimes of outlaw James McKenzie, a man who was accused of doing the seemingly impossible in New Zealand in the 1850s. Running a true crime podcast You see a lot of things, but I've never seen anything quite like this. Ordinarily, as you all know, I try to be respectful when it comes to true crime cases. I try to empathize with the victims and those related to them. And I like to think that I do a kind of okay job of that, especially because I'm not really a terribly serious person. But even I have my limits. So, I am just going to issue a blanket apology in advance to the victims, Tycho and Seventeen, as well as all of the police that James McKenzie made fools of a couple hundred years ago. I think that James McKenzie really takes the cake when it comes to true crime out in nature. It is a fairly well-known fact that the history behind the names of places around the world can sometimes come from unusual circumstances. Some come from explorers and scientists. Some come from families that haven't lived there for hundreds of years. Some come from old stories or rumors. And some, well, some come from famous criminals. Located in the center of New Zealand's South Island, you will find a place that is called Mackenzie Country. This place is named after James Mackenzie, a man accused of committing several absolutely wild crimes. And I think it's even more interesting because he wasn't even from New Zealand. James Mackenzie was Scottish, and he turned even more Scottish every time that he ran into trouble, but we'll get back to that. James Mackenzie moved from Scotland to New Zealand in the 1850s. When he first moved there, he had plans of managing cattle on some land. At least, that's what the stories say. See, James Mackenzie was an incredibly talented drover. If you're like me and have no idea what that is, it is a person who moves livestock. Now, That seems like a nice and respectable career, right? Someone has to make sure that livestock get to where they need to go. But I'm pretty sure that one day, James McKenzie woke up and said, What if I use my powers for evil? I know what you're thinking. How could someone possibly drive cattle in an evil way? Well, to understand these crimes, we're going to have to jump to another story. The story of Tycho and Seventeen, 
to Maori ranchers. These two ranchers worked on some local property, and on March 1st, 1855, something unusual happened. Their flock of sheep disappeared. Specifically, their flock of a thousand sheep. You might be thinking, why were two dudes responsible for a thousand sheep? Surely the human-to-sheep ratio is off here. Fair? Now, we all hear a lot of stereotypes and rumors about other countries, and many of them are highly damaging and rooted in racism. But sometimes, they are true. I have always heard that New Zealand had more sheep than people, I used to think that this was just one of those gimmicky jokes that people make, but it is actually true. Even 40 years ago, New Zealand had a 22 to 1 sheep to human ratio. Now, the number is actually down to more of a 5 to 1 ratio due to a drought, and this is actually a really bad thing. But the point here is that these two guys might have been all that they had to manage all of those sheep. And their sheep, they said, were taken by a Scotsman. I like to think that when they first went to tell their boss that one man stole a thousand sheep from the farm, he thought it was some kind of joke, or maybe them trying to get out of work, I don't know. But... I'm sure that when he saw that the sheep were, in fact, gone, he changed his tune. See, now, James Mackenzie was a rustler, which is a person who raids land and steals cattle. Yes, apparently we have words for all of this. James Mackenzie was a very talented rustler. And alone, kind of, with the help of his dog, he took those sheep and he ran. The farmers pursued their sheep for three full days before they managed to find them, and their culprit, James Mackenzie. Mackenzie tried to tell police that he was hired to drive the sheep to a new location, but they didn't buy it. They knew a sheep heist when they saw one, and they arrested Mackenzie immediately. So, naturally, sheep whisperer Mackenzie escaped that night under the cover of dark. In the 11 days that followed, Mackenzie managed to walk over 100 miles away from his captors. Some rumors say that he even did it barefoot. But it really didn't matter. The cops were on the lookout for this notorious sheep thief, and when they spotted him, they arrested him again. This time, he was taken to prison where he was sentenced to five years of hard manual labor. Rumors say that he managed to escape ten more times and they just kept on hauling him back to finish out his sentence. 
Or at least he was supposed to finish his sentence, but we'll come back to that later too. You might be wondering how they managed to keep finding Mackenzie. If he was so good at escaping, why was he so bad at staying hidden? Well, first, they knew what he looked like. And second, like most criminals, Mackenzie had a couple of tells. And these patterns were used time and time again to capture him. His first tell was that he continuously faked his linguistic capabilities. Mackenzie spoke fluent English, but whenever he didn't like the direction of conversation or was trying to hide, he would pretend that he actually had very broken English and really only spoke Gaelic. If that didn't tip them off, because I'm sure that there were at least a few people from Scotland there who didn't have great English, he had one very obscure signature tell. He would randomly put his hands behind his back and snap his fingers. I can definitely say that I've never met anyone with this habit, so I am not surprised that it made him stand out. I think that they're lucky that this guy lived when he did, because if the internet heard this detail, I feel like people would be doing it for a TikTok trend and they would just never find him. But that 10th time, they found him and finally got serious about watching him. The police had a plan. They had a strategy. And it was working. At least until the area where he was being kept got a new magistrate. This guy looked at Mackenzie's case and went over all of the documentation and basically said that it was all really messed up and that it had too many issues to uphold his sentence. So, after all of the time, energy, and resources went to capturing him and keeping him in prison, he was legally pardoned and released less than a year later. And apparently that is how you get an entire region in New Zealand named after you. So, if you would like to discuss cattle raiding, fake language barriers, or reasons why the best way to escape prison is legally, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at that pod. Thanks, guys.